Welcome to Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra. Thank you as always for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, first things first, how's your head? How's your heart? Please remember to check in with yourselves. It is important that we check in with ourselves. It is important that we check in with those that we love. Um, of course, our friends, our families, our loved ones, anybody we care about. But also, I urge you all to check in with a stranger. Um, I was on a flight recently and I was waiting for somebody to, you know, the person in front of me put their luggage away. And as we were standing there, the flight attendant was also standing there. And, you know, we were just standing there. So I was like, how's your day going? And I just random. It was like, how's your day going? Because I wasn't doing anything. She was just smiling. And she's like, she, I, I, I could tell I took her, I caught her off guard because she was just like, no one's ever asked me that. Or people don't normally ask me that. And I'm like, well, I'm asking you now, <laughs> you know, like answer me. And, you know, she, she started to tell me and whatever, whatever. We finished what we were doing. And every time she passed me, she told me another little something that was going on. I was in first class. So she was telling me what was going on in the back of the plane because there was some commotion or whatever. I'm like, girl, I'm good up here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I feel like in, in, as I exited the plane, she told me, you made my day by asking me that. And I was like, I was touched. And I really hope that that caused her to ask the next person and the next person and so on and so forth. And it caused a ripple effect of people just asking other people like, How's your day going? Such a simple thing, such a simple question, but you don't know how you might've made somebody's day by just asking that or how you could have changed the trajectory of somebody's life. Maybe, you know, somebody could have gone home, been going home with intentions to harm themselves or somebody else. And you just stopping and saying, Hey, you good? Like just checking in can change their, you know, change your whole day. Listen, one thing that God wants us to do is love one another. That is the most simple, random act of kindness that you can do. Ask someone how they're doing. That's it. And listen, don't just say it and then walk away, which most people do. Like, how are you? And then they just keep going. I'm like, well, uh, I'm, I'm drowning. No, you know, ask them how they're doing. Stop and say, hey, how are you? And listen and wait for the response. And, you know, even if there's nothing you can say and or do, at least you took time out of your day to, 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 you know, check in on somebody else. I think that's really important. I don't think we do that enough. And, um, you know, I think it's something that's important anyway. Um, check in with yourself, check in with your peoples. Uh, on the last episode, I talked about teenage love and, you know, it wasn't, I didn't get into all the facets and all the details of teenage love because it's only 27, 30 minutes or whatever. Um, but, I wanted to kind of pick up from there and continue the conversation and also make some points um, that I don't think I made on the last episode. One being, I really feel like, and this is something that's missed in our culture, especially, um, that if you've made it out of a bad situation, if you've come out of a bad situation, if you've healed yourself, if you've done anything that could be positive and can help the next person, I fully feel like it is our responsibility to do it. We are not responsible for everybody. And I don't, you know, I would never say, oh, you're responsible for all the people in the world. But I have this saying that I say, especially in business, like when you've made it to a certain point, you should always send the elevator back down. And I think the same could be said for healing, especially with these younger generations, these next generations um, of people who are coming up and are so like, 
into and just believe in so hard everything they see and read on social media. When, you know, a lot of us, especially those of us who didn't grow up with it, who aren't really, you know, don't rely on it, can tell you it's it's not there. What you're searching for is not on these apps. They're not on TikTok. They're not on, though I love TikTok. They're not on TikTok. They're not on Twitter. They're not on, on, on Instagram. They're not on any of these apps. What you're searching for is within you. Right. And I think it's so important, especially when um, it comes to like the teenagers and the, the young adults um, that those of us who have survived things, who have made it through things. I've talked about this a lot before on other episodes where it's like, you know, we need some sort of system, especially within our culture, black culture, where it's like a reach back. Hey, let me help you. Let me tell you, young brother, young sister, this is not the be all end all. Like when I talked about um, the young men being their egos being bruised at like between 12 and 15, 16, 17, like the teenage years, like hurt on the playground and those things. If we don't express to these young men that this is not the beginning and the end, they will take those little lessons that they learned on the playground and carry them throughout their lives. Like I said last week, they will become these little monsters, you know, 20-year-old monsters, 30-year-old, they will just become misogynistic. And because sometimes that works within our culture, which I don't get it, they'll have they'll be successful in it. And they'll, you know, then they'll turn around and teach. I was watching something, I was on Instagram or something like that. And there's this guy who's, you know, probably my age. I think he's about my age. He's got about three million followers. He's actually married. Um, I, I he says he's happily married, but you know, but I can't imagine. Um, but he's got, he's got about 3 million followers. So he has a platform and I feel like people with platforms who don't use them for good. I don't know. Like that bothers me. There's something about that that bothers me, which is probably one of the things I dislike the most about social media. It's like, you know, you got a person with four or 5 million followers who just uses it for the weirdest not good stuff, <laughs> you know, like just awful things. But he's got about 3 million followers and he made a reel or something where he's talking about bad chicks. He didn't use the word chicks. You know what he used. But he's like, if y'all are so bad, why won't anybody wife you? Why won't anybody cuff you? Why won't anybody be with you? And then, you know, of course me, because I love the comments. I'm in the comments and all I'm seeing is all these men, exactly, explain that. Tell us why. You know, you are literally, what he's doing is literally pitting women against men. Which is so just, I mean, I, it's mind blowing to me that in the year of our Lord, 2023, we are still living this way where we believe, especially as black people, it's, you know, women against men versus us against them. And I'm not saying we're against anybody. So don't misunderstand. But if you're black in this country, you understand what, what life is like. <laughs> so it's, it's so, it was so harsh to me. Like some of the comments and some of the things when men were saying, so of course I jumped into the comments and I'm like, listen, brother, <laughs> you know, don't shoot the messenger here. But some of the ladies are saying like, we're no longer being service providers. We're no longer choosing chaos over peace. You know, he was saying it like, how come nobody wants to wife you if you so bad and you so this and you making all your own money, nobody wants to wife you. And, you know, it was such a weird take to me as a man who was married in a relationship who says he's happily married in a relationship. Like you can probably see why another, why a woman who's at peace within herself at peace within her home wouldn't want to deal with a man who's not bringing her peace. Hello. 
I'm 45 years old. I could tell you right now, if you don't bring peace to my life, I, I want no parts of it. I'm no longer accepting chaos as the norm. And I think that's been that's become the norm within our culture, within our society, like especially now. It's like chaos is so normal to people and it's so mind-blowing to me that people, the people who have peace, well, let me not say that because the people who have peace are out here trying to share that peace, but you call us corny, right? This is weird. This is corny. Somebody said my podcast was boring. I'm like, yeah, because you don't want to heal. If you want to heal, my podcast is amazing, probably, right? For the people who are on that journey, and you've seen, if you if you follow my Instagram or whatever, you've seen people leave comments like, well, you know, this is amazing. You're helping me do this and you're helping me do that. When you want to heal, peace is the number one priority. And I was so upset to see a man who was, I think he's my age, with 3 million followers posting things like that. And I know it's for clicks and I know it's for follows and I understand, but if we don't shift the culture, the culture never shifts, right? If we don't work really hard to shift the culture, we are just going to continue to do the same thing. And that is the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Nothing's ever going to change for us. And sure, you can make it out the hood and sure you can make a couple of dollars and sure, but if you don't reach back and help the next person, you've done nothing. I hate to tell you that. If you're not teaching people how to love themselves, how to love harder, how to love each other, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you why you know why do you have three million followers? To spew more hate? To create more division? That's weird to me. And I'm not, listen, I hate it because it's coming off very judgmental. I don't know that man's story. I don't know if, you know, I I realize that is his platform because I did click through a few things, and that is his platform. Just offering bad advice and he's on other platforms. So like, let's say, I don't want to give too many names. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, she's talking about, but you know, like Revolt TV or all these other TVs, like all these other stations, they've picked this man up. And to me, I'm like, how can this be? But if you stop and you think about it, this has been the way society and the, and, and, and I don't want to say the culture, but this is how, this has been the way it's always been. It's always been let's show them guns and violence, and, and that's not who we are as a people, friends. We are love. At the end of the day, you will never find a group of people who love everyone more than you than black people. And I, you know, like I know it doesn't seem like that's what it is, but I can tell you if you if you Google search, um, oh, what is it, nineteen seventy five. Rosedale, Queens. I don't know if anybody remembers this. (laughs) Um, I remember watching it years and years and years ago. And I think it popped back up like back in 2019, 2020, but it was, I forget this dude's name, but he had a TV show and he, he, he was out recording this situation that was happening in Rosedale, Queens, where these young black kids were just riding their bikes into this white neighborhood, this predominantly white neighborhood. And the, I'm going to have to link it <laughs> on my Instagram. So if you're listening to this, I will link it on my Instagram because I have to find it and I have to share it with you all. But there were these young kids who rode into an all white neighborhood and these white kids literally started hitting on them, throwing rocks at them, chased them out the neighborhood. And the camera followed the, the black kids and they started talking to the black kids. And these poor little babies, like if you watch this video and you don't cry, you're a monster. Okay. But these poor little babies 
were just like so upset. Like we would never do that to them. We would never, like they come in our neighborhood all the time and we don't bother them. And, you know, all these other things where, you know, they were being, and this one girl said, you know, they treat us like animals and we're not animals. We just want to love everyone. And I think her sister said, I hate their guts. And her sister stopped and said, no, we don't hate anybody. You know, we just wish that didn't happen. We don't hate anybody. I can't say that. And like that moment for me was just like, oh my God. Like every time I watch that, I think I cry. But inherently we see the good in everyone. That's just who we are. I hate to say it like that because I know a lot of people like, that's not true. I can't stand. That's not true. Inherently we see the good in everyone. We want to be loved and accepted. And we offer that all the time. That's who we are as people. Inherently that's who we are as people. But we've lost our way because you have big corporations who only want to portray Black people as evil people, as horrible people, as thieves, as rapists, as um, killers. That's that's how we're portrayed, which is why the police treat us the way they treat us, right? So I know I'm going a little bit off track, but I'm getting back there. But if we have now in 2023 these platforms where we can use it for good, use it to help people, use it to reach back to the next generation and say, Hey, listen, let's do better. Let's rebuild the black family. Let's read, like, let's do all these things. And listen, I'm not here to tell you that black people are monolithic. I don't know who's listening. I know I have friends from all walks of life. My friends group is very diverse. Um, this is for everybody, but again, I'm a black woman. So I can only speak as a black woman on this planet. I can't really give you any other point of view other than mine, but you know, if you have these platforms, it is your responsibility. It is absolutely your responsibility to use it for good. It is absolutely your responsibility to reach back and help somebody else. Otherwise, again, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And what is your goal? What is it that you want to look back at like in 10 years, 15 years, when maybe social media has now changed? What did you build? What did you help to build? What did you create? Who did you love on? My revolution is not ending. By any means, am I ending this revolution? I just feel like I had to take a little pause there because I didn't want the messages of what I was saying to be missed. When I talked about um, love like children, I wanted parents who were young kids, who young people who were having parents, you know, the 20 year olds group and all those other to realize and stop and say, like, I think I, um, I this is another one. Oh my God. What's his name? He used to do the daytime show with the kids. What is it? It's not Mr. Robinson. Anyway, he used to wear a sweater. What's his name? Oh my goodness. I can see his face. Anyway, he used to do the show where he talked to kids. Like these are the people in your neighborhood. Is that Mr. Robinson? Oh my goodness. Somebody's going to tell me. They're going to text me and be like, girl, get it together. Anyway, you know, he, there was a clip of him. I remember him being on Oprah and Oprah asking like, what is the message that parents can give to kids or whatever? Or, you know, something about parents and kids. And he just said, remember who you were as a child and what happened to you as a child. So love like children was that remember your childhood. Cause then if you do have kids or when you, or when you do have kids, take all those things in, into perspective. If your mom or dad abused you, or if you have traumatic experiences, and how do you take that pain and turn it into something for good? How do you like, this is why I'm talking about the things I'm talking about. Yes, there are a million things that can happen to us as children. There's a million things that can happen to us as teenagers, but I'm using one instance and I'm saying, take it, take that pain, take that trauma and turn it into something for good. If you don't have kids, if you cho- you're choosing not to have kids, you can take that trauma 
And you might have a cousin or sister or brother or relative or a friend who has kids and you can see them going down the same path that your parents went down where they made those mistakes. And it, it is your responsibility to say, hey, listen, we need to do better, you know, switch the, switch the narrative, change the narrative, do something else. The same thing with teenage love. Like I said, the little boy who was bruised on the playground, he needs somebody to tell him this is not it. Don't worry about it. Don't let that pain turn you into a misogynistic monster. Don't let it make you hate all women. Don't let it make you treat women like trash. Ladies, we're going to kiss a lot of frogs before we find our kings. I promise you. And that's okay. This is why I urge people and this is why I urge everyone. Get to know yourself first. You can eliminate some of that trauma that you have to go through in dating and dating again and finding somebody else and going on 20 dates only to realize I need to get to know myself because I don't know why I'm picking these horrible men or I don't know why I'm picking these women that can do nothing for me. And then the other part is a lot of it is, you know, we grew up with a lot of the lies and the this and the that. Like I knew one of my friends, her dad had three families. He was a truck driver. He had three families. It was like her family, another family, and another family, all in different places. And they lived with those lies. They never talked about it. And, you know, a few years ago, it came out about one family, another family, but then they, but you have to talk about those things. This is something that we don't do enough. We don't talk about the things that are taboo within our families, the things that are taboo within our culture for fear of like, ruffling the wrong feathers. We need to talk about the things that are no good. The only way we can go through to get through this pain is to run towards it. We can't run from it. We got to run straight into it, address it head on, even if you don't like confrontation. And I'm not saying like, listen, I'm not a therapist, so you don't take my word as Bible. (laughs) I'm just telling you that for most people, you can't get through those pains unless you go to it. You can't get through those situations unless you address it and and realize and, and acknowledge that it happened to you. It's something that it was especially within our culture, it's too easy to let things slide. Like, you know, Uncle Ray Ray touches young girls and we need to Uncle Ray Ray needs help. We can't act like Uncle Ray Ray's just fine. Just don't keep you, don't, don't, don't bring him around your kids. But what about other people's kids? What about for the people who don't know Uncle Ray Ray likes to touch girls? I don't know why I'm using Ray Ray. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, th- you know, th- this is my thought process into like, we need to do better. I just, humanity, <laughs> for the sake of humanity, we need to choose to do better. Otherwise, we are just continuously staying in that hamster wheel of life. We're on that circle of just, we can't get it together. We can't connect. Um, Broken homes, broken families, broken people, hurt people, hurt people, all of those things. This is all that happens if we don't stop and say, listen, something has got to change. And so in doing this revolution and me talking about the things that happen in childhood, the things that happen in our teenage years, I really want to urge people, and I, like this is a segue, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I really want to um, urge people to, to consider an alternative. Say, hey, listen, you know what? I I know of a, of a group of young men who could use, you know, I know I've seen the programs where they're like, oh, there's these men who help young boys put on ties. And I love that. Don't misunderstand that. Like get them a suit and all that other stuff. But what about the things that men really need to talk about? 
Where are the programs for that? Where are the programs where the hurt men are going back and saying to the young teenage boys, they're sitting down with them in groups and saying, hey, you need a hug? Hey, you need somebody to talk to? Every adult man that I've ever had a conversation with, every single one of them, and I told you guys before, most of my friends are men because I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people. And in getting to know them is always the same conversation. They're, they're always like, nobody ever talks to me. You know, like they date these women and their women, the women like them for their money and they like taking the women out and they like all the other stuff that comes with dating, you know, but they're, nobody's focusing on the mental, on the emotional. You know why bad chicks are not settling down? Because none of these men are emotionally available. Who wants to date somebody or be with somebody who's emotionally unavailable? No one. Men don't either, don't, like most men who are looking to settle down want an emotionally available woman, somebody who's healthy there, you know, and then the spirituality and all that other stuff. That's a whole other topic, but I don't have enough time for that. But, you know, that's why we need those types of things. We need more men who can love, not just on your sons and your nephews and, and those, but love on a community. We need more women to love the young ladies to say, hey, listen, raise your standards. You don't have to sleep with every man you meet. You will kiss a lot of a lot of a lot of frogs before you find your kings, ladies. Where are those people? I do it personally. So, you know, before y'all stop and ask me, like I am always I love to engage with young people. I have nieces and nephews in their 20s. My daughter's 22. All her friends reach out to me. I told you before about the young lady who I met on the beach. I'm always talking to her, encouraging her. I am so into helping the next generation heal past these traumas so they can get whole in their 20s and live full lives. They can walk into their purpose earlier and we can see real change. If more people decided to do these things and help people to find that wholeness that we all need and to walk in their purpose, we can create change. But as long as we have people with platforms spewing out ridiculousness and and, and continuously pitting us against each other, we're never going to grow and change. And I hate that for y'all. <laughs> I hate that for, for for our culture. I hate that for, for humanity. I hate it. Like, united we stand is, you know, divided we fall. Like, that's an old saying. And it sounds corny, but I promise you, if we can just come together collectively as a culture, we could be forced to be reckoned with. But we continue to choose to want to go the other route. And unfortunately, that's where we'll be until something changes. And I hate that for us. Anyway, um, I did, that was a little down, huh? Oh my goodness. I've had a hot topic and for the life of me, because I didn't write it down, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, but anyway, that's all I have to say for today. Thank you as always. Um, I'm on TikTok. If you want to find me curated by culture, I'm on Instagram, CXC podcast, um, email me, DM. Um, listen, I'm here for it all. I'm on TikTok a little bit more. I'm doing little videos and stuff. So check in, check me out and all that other stuff. And I think that's it. I love you, Ma. Thank you.